0: I feel I feel lucky to be here and uh, I'm glad to be here. Who are you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I Hi. Forgot, sorry guys. <clears throat> I'm Jackie and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Yeah. 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 Um <clears throat> I'm I'm glad to be here, but um I've had I've had I th- I've known about this for three months. And um I did, I did a little studying and I, I tried, you know, like I, I haven't done much public speaking at all and, um, you know, I looked up like how to do it and most of the advice that I saw and read was like, just be good at public speaking. Like, oh, you know, don't, don't use almond or, you know, things like that or don't, or, or use your hands when maybe you don't naturally, do. like, so they're just saying, well, just be, be good at those things. There's anyway. There's no how to. So there's no how to. You just have to practice, like pretty much everything in life that I've <clears throat> that I've learned. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've had three months, and I procrastinated. You know, things kept happening, and I kept thinking, "I'll do it when I feel better." I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing things down. And I think it really came down to that. Like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to write stuff down. I didn't want to face a lot of this. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to go over it or share it or. But I know I need to, and I'm ready to. So, um, I if I if I seem a little foggy. It's because this last week has been crazy. Um, I had my son's birthday, my husband's birthday, my uh, family got food poisoning earlier in the week, and, and I've been in and out of the hospital with kidney stones. So I'm in pain, but I wanted to be here because, well, I didn't want to agonize about this for another month. Basically, so sorry, it's not top- notch but this is what it, it is what it is. Anyway, so you know, I, I asked some people that I trusted, how, what are you, what's your advice on public speaking or, or people that have done this before, specifically? And the best advice I got, and I'm, I'm using all of it tonight was uh, my therapist told me, "Don't worry about how you look." And I am not, because I'm in my pajamas. And uh, my good friend told me, just tell your story. And it doesn't matter if it's long or short, or, or in order, or uh, any of that. Just, just do what, what feels right. So that's what we're doing. I've not timed this. And it feels a lot longer when you're standing up here. You know, it's like, oh... I think ten or fifteen minutes should have gone by. No, it's been like two. Okay. Um, so, um, we'll start a little bit at the beginning, I guess. Um, I was raised and born and raised a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what most people know as uh, Mormons, mm-hmm. and uh, I was taught. You know, I was taught good values. I was raised in Utah, and I am going to be flipping pages because also I won't be able to think very straight tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the, one of my earliest memories of, of of anything associated with drinking or drugs was being taught to never, never do it. Under any circumstances, and I was a, I did didn't want to rebel. I was not a rebellious teenager. I was a—I was a good kid, you know. And um, I had—I had a good childhood. My my parents did their best. I'm I'm learning now that I'm a parent that uh, there's no perfect parent, you know. And every parent's gonna mess up their kid a little bit, even if even if they're not dysfunctional I'm not sure what that's like but um um so sorry life life was pretty idyllic I guess um no one really, in my family, no one really broke any rules. I, I was a second kid of four. No one really broke any rules until my youngest sister. And, you know, when she turned 12, she was nuts with drugs and boys and all that stuff. And But, um, you know, I, I hung out with kids that had the same values as me, basically. And, you know, we didn't party. We didn't like... We had to to think of dumb stuff to do, creative dumb stuff, because there was no sex and there was no drugs and there was no alcohol. So, you know, the Internet was new um, and slow and boring. So we did dumb shit. Like, um, I think one time we, we went and stole a duck and we put it down the book drop, the library, and, like, from a duck. I don't know. I don't know why we did that. I think our friend worked at the library or something. We go tubing down the mountains. I lived in northern Utah, so there's huge mountains and um, of <coughs> snow. So it, was a, it was a good childhood. Um, and I might have to skip over some stuff, you know. Started writing too much and rambling a little bit, but... Um- uh, let's see. School. School was not somewhere I loved to be. I was a smart ass. I like to... Um, I like to make everyone laugh and I didn't like to listen and I didn't like to pay attention. But, um, I got through it, you know, I graduated, and uh, most of my friends went off to college, and I went to beauty school, which wasn't, it wasn't my dream, but I just, uh, it was like an option, so, it was just an option that was presented to me, so I... I, I said yes. Um, and I found myself doing that a lot um, as I got older because things in my house were getting really uh, traumatic a little bit with my sister and uh, me being the middle child. I was kind of the scapegoat for all of the garbage that was going on at home. And a lot was going on. My best friend um, had just come out to me, and that was a big deal in Utah um, I'm, he you know he, he got I was one of the few people that hung in there with him, but it was it was just a very weird time. everyone' was in transition, and I felt very lost so so I got married so you know um. Uh, I, I was very, um, I just kind of went for anything that I thought might change my situation. And so, you know, I I dated a couple guys and I, uh, I met, I met a guy and we, we kind of clicked and let's see i think from the time we met to the day we got married was less than 5 weeks you know and and looking back that was a little crazy and you know i have a daughter that's almost my the age that i that I was when I got married now. And if she came to me and said the same thing, I would lock her up, I think. (laughs) I'd be like, no, you're not getting married. Like, go home, little boy. We're going to talk about this for a while. But my parents were like, okay, because it's all the shit that they were dealing with at home and, you know, one less thing to worry about. So, but... It could have been really scary. He could have been anybody. I did not know him. He didn't know me at all. And that's, you know, that's not generally a good, a recipe for, like, harmonious marriage. And um, my, par- my parents never fought in front of me, not one time, still never. And I, I was never taught that marriage was hard and that it was work, and that shocked me. You know, I got married and things weren't just like perfect and fairy tale and I was pissed off. And uh, you know, things he, he could have been really scary. So I lucked out he, he, he was a decent guy and, and and we could we couldn't have been more different though. I don't think I don't think you can imagine two more different people then he and I so I got pregnant immediately and um let's see life life was about um stress, you know, and money and more stress and um let me go back for just one second. The first time that I ever got high, I had no idea that I was high. I just liked it. Um, I was going to the movies with my mom and my sister. I think we were going to see The Wedding Singer, and I was having cramps. And my mom was like, "Here, this will help." And I didn't know what it was. I was—I I say I was—I think I was 17. And um, I took it, and we went in, and then I went to the bathroom. And I started feeling all, you know, warm, fuzzy, nice, and I fell asleep on the toilet (laughs) for like an hour until people came looking for me. So that, you know, and I I just, that was my very first um, introduction to a substance that I took that I really liked the escape that I felt, and it was... um, Nice. Also, it was awesome because it wasn't against the rules, right? Because a doctor gave it to us. So, you know, mm. it's not drugs, of course. <laughs> but um, it was. It was like right during the opioid epidemic, and everyone had them. And you mm. know, my my family was all about no no drinking and no drugs and no smoking. But, you know, I'd go to, like, family reunions and my aunts would be joking around about trading pills, you know, Lortabs and Percocets and bringing them to the raffle and just, you know, things like that. And everyone thought it was funny and it was just like, well, everyone had them in their purse, you know, and it was fine, because everyone had a prescription for them. Um, so that's kind of how life was for a while. Um, I, so I, um, you know, I had, I had my first baby. I I had more pills for a minute, but it was fine. A couple years later, I got pregnant again and I, um, went to the doctor. I was like seven months pregnant and I, I told the doctors in passing, you know, as I was leaving, like, oh yeah, you know, my hips are hurting, like, like, Seven-month pregnant women hips normally do hurt, and he goes, "Oh, that's not good for the baby," and wrote me a prescription for more pain pills. And I thought it was fine, so my doctor gave it to me, you know. And um I uh I got addicted to him without knowing it, and then got cut off without knowing I was addicted, and I thought I was going insane. But the uh, things. Things were kind of on and off, you know, with, um, with stress and money and, you know, things would be good for a while and crappy for a while and, like, life. But um, then some, some things started happening that, looking back, You know, I can see God working now, but back then, holy shit, it was like nightmare after nightmare for a while. You know, I I got pregnant, um, and I lost the baby at 24 weeks, and I had to have a surgery for that and um, got more pain pills. And that time... I had two little kids and I was in emotional pain and I discovered you know that uh, I didn't have to deal with that emotional pain I could just take pills instead so that's what I did and they were easy to get and um, for a while and I just kept medicating feelings instead of dealing with them and Went that way for a couple years, you know, and it, it was hard. It was really hard. Cause I didn't even know that it was wrong still, you know, even after I lost the baby and I started taking the pills again and I'd be around my family high. And they would say things like, Oh, you know, Oh, it's so good to have the real you back. And I'm thinking like, okay, <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you, but it's, it's just it, it just made it easier to, um, you know, everyone liked me better. And my doctor was handing them out and why not? So I, I kept getting them. And when I didn't, you know, when I got more than I needed, I it was selling to some people because everyone wanted them. And I did that. And then I became the Mormon mom in my mind, dealing pills. That was just, um, like, too much to even deal with. So I just kind of, like, pretended like it wasn't happening, I think, for a long time. Um. You know, my addiction was beginning, and, and, well, it was in full swing by then, um, the next thing that really, that really kicked me in the ass was, um, by this time, you know, I was on uppers and downers and all sorts of things, but my, my best friend, um, Todd, who had, had come out to me when I was a teenager, um, he killed himself when, about, about two years later, two years after, I lost the baby. And, um, you know, I, I I was already dealing with a lot of addiction. And two little kids and a husband that I wasn't, you know, we didn't like each other most of the time, we'll just say that. And um, the first time that I got drunk was at his wake with my friends, and what I remember most about his wake was how much I wanted more alcohol, but I was too ashamed to ask for more, and I was in Utah, you know, it's like, there's there's very strict rules about buying alcohol there, you know, you can buy beer at the gas station, but liquor, you know, I got to go to the state liquor store. Maybe it's probably different now, but back then um and and I just loved the feeling and I was like, uh, how do I get more of this without people knowing about it? And how do I get more of it now? You know, I I didn't I wasn't going to Oh, I I think a lot of what stopped me from spiraling downhill a lot in my life was my upbringing of, like, you know, you don't want to look bad. You don't want to... So, like, that was so strong in me. It's like, oh, those feelings of shame. are always wrestling with those feelings of, but I want more booze or, you know, I need pills. It's like, you can't let people know, though, because you're going to look bad. Um, so it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, like a lot of things. <clears throat> but... <clears throat> So anyway, after after my friend's wake, um, I would I would buy alcohol once in a while, and uh, I wouldn't really drink. I would never drink too much, you know. I didn't want anyone knowing my my family, my husband, my my kids didn't know they were too young, but my (laughs) husband knew that I was taking pills. You know, he knew that because um, I put him through hell to get a lot of the pills, you know. He would see me withdrawing if I didn't have them, and I would not wish that on my worst enemy, you know. And I'd ask him to go to the hospital for me, and he would do it, you know, and just... It's amazing the things that addiction and alcoholism will get you to do that you just never even imagine. But, you um, know, well, things looked bleak for a while. Don't worry, it's gonna get better, though. Eventually, I have a couple more bleak things I'll go through real quick. So then we moved to Arizona. Um, and we moved here for a job opportunity. It fell through when I got here. And, you know, things just kind of were the same. It was hard to find a job. Um, I was clean when we got here, by the grace of God, somehow. Um, but quickly got addicted again to other things. Um, and one day... Um, you know i was i was trying i was seeing lots of doctors i was i i wanted to get well like you know like a lot of people in the same situation want to do you know i want to be there for my kids i don't i don't want to die i don't want to go to jail i don't want to get them taken from me i have to figure this out you know i was going to doctors and um Got put on some, some, some different medications, and one of them I had um, a black box label reaction to, and I tried to kill myself, um, and um, I went to the hospital, and I, I, when I was there, um there you know there were a lot of people there um, some you would want to chat with for a while some not so much it was in Phoenix I didn't get to choose where I went wasn't coherent when I went there so it was more like a like a homeless shelter than a hospital but that was after the real hospital um, and there were a lot of people there you know and they and they walk around and they go how many times have you been here and I'm like one time and they're like oh this is my 15th I'm like okay and and uh, whatever but but you know when when a few when five or six or seven people do that to you and and their number is like higher than the last it gets alarming I'm like that's gonna be me I can't like Fuck, I can't do that. No. Like, I'm not going to be the lady that's like, hey, hey, little girl, how many times have you been here? You know, I've been here 54 times. Like, I can't do that. So I started praying a lot, you know, like, help me figure this shit out. I don't know what to do. Life just seems like a big tangled mess, and I I don't understand how to even start untangling it right now. So, um, I, got, I got stabilized on meds, went home. My um, husband and I decided it would be best if he were to get a vasectomy, because we do not need more kids. We have three by that time. And we called and made the appointment. And the next day, I found out I was pregnant. And I cried. And then I cried because I cried because I felt like shit. It's like, what kind of mom cried? You know, just, it was like a, a nasty cycle. Um, <clears throat> um, and, and, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get right with that. And I had to go back to the hospital one more time. And when I was there, because I had gotten on the pain pills for the injuries and self-inflicted injuries last time I went to the hospital, and I was still on them, um, and I was now pregnant. They put me on um, a drug called Suboxone. And it's, um, you know, and it's basically pain pills. But it, it's a good, it's a treatment some people it helps people, but um then they then they put me on methadone and um that was rough, you know. I had my baby. It was she was she was beautiful. Um got really scared, you know, because Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what's right. I'm trying to do treatment and what the doctor say, and you know, they still talk about calling uh, CPS because because you had the drug in your system that they're giving you. It's just you know, it's very weird, but everything was fine. Um, because through all this, even when I'm crazy, and insane, and um, addicted, and not doing great, you know, I'm still doing my best to be an okay mother, Now looking, of course, I wish I, you know, if things were different, but um, the kids were, <coughs> my kids are great, and they're, and, they're, and they're, they were great then, and they're, you know, they're Yeah, uh, but I I, I had uh, my youngest baby, and then we did permanent birth control, so that will never happen again. Thank goodness, surprise. Um, but I was on methadone. Um, for let's see. Four or five years, and by then I had started to react to it. My body just started like having an actual allergic reaction to it. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't eat or keep food down or anything. Um, I couldn't sleep. I was taking, I was taking shots of Everclear so I could sleep at night. Um, so, you know, so I I got to the point where I was so sick of being sick that I was willing to do anything to to I, I either wanted to die or get better. Like I couldn't just I couldn't do it anymore. I was done. Um, but I felt really trapped because methadone is not something you can just like decide to not take anymore. So I started to To wean myself off. And I did that for a year. And I didn't get down very much. Like, at that, at the rate that I was going, it would probably take me five or six years to get all the way off. And I didn't feel like I had five or six years, definitely. You know, I I was losing so much weight I couldn't function. Um, So I started researching... And I found a clinic that did um what they called partial sedation detox. And basically um, you know, for eight for, for about a week they they gave me uh like blood pressure meds and things like that and the sleeping meds and stuff to help me while they chemically flushed the methadone out of my system. And it was it, it was cute because they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to need help walking. You're going to need, <laughs> it's going to be so, you know, I was like, right, guys, I'm very hard to sedate. We'll just say that. Um, and they're like, oh, everyone says that. Well, you know, I, I spent the whole week shivering on the floor in the bathroom, I think. It was not sedated, but uh, it was a godsend. It was horrible, but it was a godsend. Um, you know, pr- right prior to that, I was—I felt such a strong pull to drink on top of the methadone, and well, that it was—it was very scary to me, and. So I took that time. I took the sedation to just get off everything. There was, yeah, there were a couple other things too, you know, like weed and shrooms and stuff like that too. <laughs> but I did not grow. Um, let's see. So, uh. <laughs> Also, you know, they, they advertised, oh, yeah, you'll be back to normal within a couple months. That is not the case. I did not sleep at all for six days. I felt crazy. Um, I didn't sleep well until about three months ago. And, you know, this this was just over a year ago that I went through the, the detox. I couldn't talk. I couldn't... Um, form full sentences I couldn't think Um, uh, and let's see I didn't know what to do still Uh, I, I was now clean but I felt almost worse probably worse than I had almost ever and I felt like my brain was melted and I was like shit I did so much damage to myself I'm just gonna be you know a vegetable eventually, like, sooner than I ever thought, but, um, I decided one morning, you know, I had been up since about four, biting my fingernails, um, and I, I saw, I was looking online, and I saw that there was an A meeting that started five minutes, and it was right by my house, and so I decided to go and um i'm really glad i did you know i met i met great people there and and, and it probably saved my life cuz i was very lost and floundering and scared and not that i had all the answers certainly but um more than anyone else had mm-hmm. That's for sure, and you know everyone there had something that I wanted, and they kept they kept saying this lie. I knew it was a lie. They kept saying this lie to me, like it's gonna get better. Just stay here. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck you, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's 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 not a lie. I think what we're, it's sort of, it's, it's becoming, you know, no, it's really, it's getting, it it, it took a long time. It took months to get to the point where I was thinking I wasn't just wasting my time and, you, you know, people at AA weren't just kind of either crazy or they had, didn't fry their brain like I had, or they figured out a way to do it that I just wasn't seeing. I don't know but um, it's true you know just the thing everyone says like don't leave before the miracle happens Um, it's true you know I was I was um, a mom you know uh, ended up doing things that I never thought I would do, and I still remember things, and I'm like, shit, I did that. i got to talk to some people, you know, or apologize to somebody, or... That's, and I, I that's probably going to happen for a while, but um, things are looking up more and more, and, you know, looking back now, I can see God working through everything back in my life, as far back as I can look and remember. And, um, you know, I I have faith that it's going to keep going that way. So um, working steps helped me a lot. You know, once I figured out how to do it, I felt like I had to do it perfect at first. It was really overwhelming, and I, like, I almost gave up, and I had, like, a breakdown, not really, but sort of. And (laughs) just, it was so stressful, and I had to give up and step away for a few months and, like, figure out um, if the way I wanted to do this was okay if it was okay, if it was worth doing the way that I felt was the right way for me to do it, you know? And I'm really grateful that I figured out that it is that other people don't have the answers for me and that I belong here even though my story is probably a lot different than most other people's, so... Anyway, thank you for letting me speak tonight. Thank you. Thanks